Kutta Sicha is Chelek Tezayin, Parsha Ve'eder Sicha Aleph, a summary of the Sicha. We know that although Rashi's primary objective is to explain the Pshutta Shalmikra, the simple understanding of the Pesukim, but there is also Inyonim Mufloim, which means extraordinary things which we find in the Rashi, which are more in the uh, sort of the undercurrent of Rashi. So there's also Yena Shaltaira, like the the Chilika Said, things of an inner, the inner dimension of Taira, which you can find in Rashi. So we have in this week's Parsha, right at the beginning, after Rashi explains the first few Psukim of Eirel of Ram and the few Psukim after, he explains it according to the simple Shutashomikra, then goes on to say, the Rabbi Seinu Darshuhu, however, our rabbis have also interpreted it according to Drush in regards to what Moshe Rabbeinu said in the previous parsha, Moshe Rabbeinu said why did you make it worse for the people so Hashem responded to him woe that I have lost the others, they're no longer here that, you know, that's something that I'm missing because many times I revealed myself to them by the name Shindaladyud and they didn't say what is your other name like you said um, and also I fulfilled my covenant with them and then when, uh, when Avram wanted to bury Sarah and he couldn't find any uh, place, a plot for her until he had to pay a very expensive price for it so also Yitzchak they uh, challenged him on his rights to the wells that he himself dug and also Yaakov he had to buy the place where he wanted to live in Israel, even though I promised them that it would give them the whole Eretz role that it would be theirs. Yet they had to buy, pay for it, and they didn't complain. And they didn't question my methods of how I do things. But you, you say, why did you make it worse for the Yidin? You sent me to redeem them, and how you made it worse for them. But then Rashi concludes this explanation, and he says, however, this Medrash does not really follow the Mikra, the, the way that the Pasuk is written. Back in the end of Shmois, where that whole discussion with Moshe Rabbeinu Atta Ereyesa, he complained that you made it worse, since I came to Pari, he made it worse for the Yidin. So Hashem said, the, the Pasuk says, Atta Sira, you will see. This was the response that Hashem gave to Lama Ereyesa, why did you make it worse for them? So Rashi says, on that Atta uh, Sira, you questioned my methods, not like Avram, that I said to him that the Yitzchak would be, his name would be continued through Yitzchak. And then I said to him that you should bring him in as an Eulah, and he didn't, he didn't question my methods. So we have to understand the difference between these two Rashis. First of all, here in Parshava Eira, he brings the proof for all three of us, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, he brings examples about how they didn't question, and, back, uh, and in Shmois, he only brings from Avram. Also, even by Avram, he brings two different points about how Avram did not question Hashem. In this parish, he brings it from that he had to buy the Maras HaMachpelah for an expensive price, and over there, he says that it was about Yitzchak that he was, he, I told him that he would carry the name and now I told him to bring him in as an oil and he didn't question it and also over there Rashi seems to be saying it as a simple that's the simple understanding of the Pasuk he doesn't say that this is a medrash 
or a drush. Whereas here he makes it in, in Va'era, he says this is really a medrash. And not only a medrash, but a medrash that doesn't even follow the, uh, uh, the simple understanding of the Pasuk. So why is it over there is considered to be Shudrash Mikra? Here it's only a medrash. So first explain what Rashi is saying over there in, at the end of Parashat Shemais. Maishu Rabbeinu said, you sent me on a mission to Parai, and now it became worse for the Eid. Now they have to collect their own straw. So, so how could you do this? So Hashem told him, because you questioned me, therefore you will only see the redemption from Parai, but you will not see the redemption or how I work my miracles in Eretz Yisrael against the seven nations, because you will not go in there. That will, that's because you questioned me. So what is the comparison between that the Rashi brings between Avram and Moshe? Moshe Rabbeinu said, you made it worse for them. The thing itself that you sent me to do turned it, turned into, made it worse for the Yidin. So Rashi brings an example from Avram, which that also happened. Hashem, Avram didn't have children. Very painful situation. But then... Avram, Hashem gave him a child and then after he gave him a child he wants to take him away and not only take him away but that Avram should be the one to bring him as the carbon. so Avram could have easily said why did you give me a child I would have been happier if I didn't have a child it's a painful situation but having one and having to give him up to kill him that is even worse and yet he didn't ask so therefore that's a, a valid comparison to what Moshe was doing but to compare it to the fact that Avram had to buy a piece of land and so on in Yitzchak and the same with, uh, with Yaakov, how does that compare to what Moshe Rabbeinu was saying? There's really no comparison. So therefore, he only, Rashi only brings the comparison from Avram to that situation. But in this Rashi, in Parshava Eira, where he talks about Rabbi Seine Darshu, he, he says that it's not just an answer to the question that Moshe Rabbeinu said, Lama Hariyasa. It's Hashem is telling him, from the beginning, from when I met you at the Sneh, you've been asking me, what's your name? Avram never asked my name. He didn't ask me, what's my other name? You're asking. So in other words, the Hashem's dealing with Moshe, questioning Moshe's attitude was about the entire conversation, not about Lama Hariyasa. So to the whole um, attitude issue, so then there is a good raya from uh, Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov that they didn't have, they didn't ask Hashem his name, they didn't complain about the having to pay for it, even though Hashem had, make it arrange, uh, had promised them, and so on. Another reason why Rashi doesn't bring these three from Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov in Parsha Shmois is because the fact that they had to pay for the, uh, for the land that they wanted to buy, or the well, that is a personal matter to them. They wanted to buy land, they had to pay for it. The story by Moshe Rabbeinu was a Klal Yisrael issue. He wasn't saying, I have to lay out money, this is something important to me. He was saying, this is something that you undermine the entire Jewish community. So what is Rashi going to bring a riot that Avram uh, didn't complain because he had to pay a few bucks? There's no comparison. But from the story of Avram with Yitzchak, that Hashem told him that there's going to be a Jewish nation from Yitzchak. And then he says uh, that you should bring Yitzchak as an oiler. That's also something that impacts the entire Jewish community, and that's why that's a better comparison. Now to look at this matter from the perspective of a Hasidic uh, approach to this issue. There are two ways in which 
the idea of Maisa of a similar bonim. That everything about the, the Ovis is the Ovis they are merely nothing more than a transparent vehicle for Hashem to carry out His, his uh, program, His agenda. They don't have their own personal agenda, they're there only as a vehicle to Hashem's agenda. But there are two ways in which this can be seen. There is, from the perspective of the Guf, that Avraham Avinu and Yitzchak and Yaakov, they also live in this world in a physical body. And since the body does present a little bit of a concealment, although it's Avram's type of concealment, but it's still somewhat of a concealment, as we see from the story that the Mizritra Magid, the, the Hebraic Kaddisha by the Baal Shemta, once questioned the Baal Shemta's, uh, methods, and the Baal Shemta showed them what his, uh, why he did what he did, but then they felt very bad, the Magid felt terrible, that how could they have questioned the Baal Shemta? And it bothered him for many years. Until one time he had, uh, by his alias Neshama, he once saw Moshe Rabbeinu sitting in a room and teaching young children. And the Pasuk that the child was reading was that, Yitzcha, that Avram laughed when the Malach told him that he would have a son at a hundred years old. And he said, Halaven Meyashana. So the, uh, the, the shot that is taught about this is that he was rejoicing. The laughing was rejoicing about it. But Moshe Rabbeinu said to the boys that Ein that the facts are that he laughed also. There is also the simple understanding of the Pasuk. And the reason is because the body, even though it's the holy body of Avraham Avinu, it does present a certain type of concealment and therefore it's possible that something like that should happen. And then the, the Mezritra Magad understood why it was that it was possible for them, these holy people, the Magid and the other Hebraic Adisha, that they should question the Baal Shem Tov. In a similar way, in this case, it's possible that somebody should be Maharer Achamidais of Shalakosh Baruch It's possible that Avram should say, Give me a sign that you're going to give me Eretz Yisrael, which he in fact said. Then there is the Maisa Ovis, the, the life of the Ovis as it is lived within the Neshama, on the, on the level of the Neshama. And over there, it's completely out of the question that there should be any kind of questioning Hashem's methods. And since the Chelek uh, when Rashi teaches Pshutosh Mikra, that is similar to the Guf, to the body of the understanding of the, of the Torah. Drush is where Rav Seydes HaTorah by that's where most of the secrets, the under, um, the, the, the inner meaning of the Torah is expressed. Therefore, in the Pashat of Shad, it talks about there is a possibility of Hir Achamidaisa. In the when it talks about from the perspective of the Neshama, Darshur Abhisenu, over there it's completely out of the question that there should be any kind of questioning. And therefore, even bringing a proof from the fact that Avraham Avinu and Yitzchak and Yaakov, when it was a personal matter to them, they didn't question, that's a good raya too, because there is absolutely no way, no situation in which a question could be posed to Hashem. This, the same is true in regards to Moshe Rabbeinu. When Rashi explains it in Pshutosh Lomikra at the end of Shmois, where Lama Hariyosa, so then it's talking Mitzad the Gulf, Moshe Rabbeinu challenged Hashem, how could you do this to the Jewish people? And therefore Hashem said, for this, you're not going to go into Eretz Yisrael. But when it comes to Rabbi Seinu Doshu, which is in, in our parsha, where it talks already of Mitzad the Neshama, over there, it's not a question, Moshe Rabbeinu is not challenging Hashem. 
Maishra Rabbeinu wants to understand better about what's going on. He asks, what is your name? Because he wants to understand there is a level of Hashem where he relates externally, Kel there is a name that Hashem Yudke Vavke where he relates in a more internal level. And Maishra Rabbeinu wants to know all this. And also he wants to understand what are the methods of Hashem, not a challenging Hashem, but he wants to understand what is it that you're doing, why how does it work, that you're going to make it worse in order to make it better all these things need to be understood that's the perspective of the neshama but we still need to understand how is it that the Torah shows a comparison between the others and Moshe and says the others, they didn't question Moshe Rabbeinu, why are you questioning? the Torah doesn't even speak in a derogatory way about a behemoth meyer, as we're told in the Gemara, so then why does it show up Moshe Rabbeinu in this way? So this can be understood by first explaining the first Rashi in our parsha, which says Va'era, and Rashi says El Ha'avis. I I appeared, Hashem says, and Rashi explains to the Avis. The question is, right? The word after Va'era is El Avram El Yitzchak El Yaakov, which we know are the Avis. So what is Rashi adding by saying El Ha'avis? And one of the explanations that that is given is that Va'era means Hashem appears. He allows you to see Him. When you see Hashem, that means it makes a great impact. And the, um, the Muna, the faith and the connection that is established through someone being able to see Hashem is much greater than just understanding Hashem, let's say, than, than ordinary Amuna faith in Hashem. So Hashem is saying, Va'era is to the Avais, which means like this. Every single Yid who was a son of Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, because they bequeath, they receive Yerusha from Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, this faith that they have. So one would think that the faith that the children have, that is given from the father to the son, is on a lower level than the father himself has it. Because by the time he gets to the son, it, it's weakened. The answer is, when I appear to Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, it is to them as others. I'm appearing to them so that they have the power to bequeath it to their children. Every single Yid will get this, the full impact of what I showed to Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. Every Yid has the ability to have the same kind of amuna as if they saw it, like Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov has it. Because don't think that the reason that Avram Avinu and Yitzhak and Yaakov reached this kind of a revelation is because of their own personal Avaida, what they accomplished in their life, therefore they deserve it. Hashem says, no, I appear to them only because they are the Avais and they need to be able to pass it on to you, to every single Jew. It has nothing to do with their own Avaida itself. And therefore, every Yid is able to reach it being a... Yairish being someone that inherits this this idea from Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov. So the question is, why then did Moshe Rabbeinu, who also received it from Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov, why did he question? And the answer is this: We are told that the Yidden were redeemed from Mitzrayim in merit of their faith, because they had faith. In other words, at the end of the time in Mitzrayim, when they, they came to, when it was time to be Nigal, there was a certain amuna that Moshe Rabbeinu was able to bring out with every, in, within every Yid, and, for, and reward for that amuna, they were redeemed from Mitzrayim, they deserved to be redeemed. 
The truth is that Ebiyid had Amuna before that. Ebiyid is a Maminim because they're B'nai Maminim just by, by Yerusha they have faith anyway. So then, what was accomplished? What are we talking about here? The special thing that came later. The point is that it's not enough that they were given emuna through Avraham Avinu. They had to, in order to be able to merit something, you have to, you have to accomplish something on your own. So what is it that they accomplished? That that they received from Avraham Yitzchak and Yaakov that was given to them. But they needed to do something from their own uh, efforts to reach a greater level of Amuna than they were just given from Avraham Yitzhak and Yaakov. And this is what Moshe Rabbeinu accomplished. Moshe Rabbeinu is the Raya Mehemna, he is the, the one that feeds Yidin Amuna. He nourishes Yidin with Amuna, which means regular Amuna, Maminim B'nei Maminim, could be sometimes very external to the person. It doesn't necessarily penetrate the way he thinks, it doesn't penetrate the way he feels, it doesn't penetrate the way he behaves. You can behave completely differently than what, what you have faith in your heart. It's Moshe Rabbeinu's job that he should take this Amuna and internalize it for all Yidin that we now begin to think in that way, we now begin to feel in that way, and most importantly, we begin to behave that way. We behave in accordance with our faith. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu accomplished over what the Yidin already had, Yerusha from the Ovis. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu was trying to accomplish by saying, Lama Hara It's all good and fine if a Yid has no questions, and the way Avraham Avinu had no questions, but that only could be from what you get from Avraham Avinu. But what about the reality that we live in? And the reality which a normal Yid lives is that we do have questions. We don't, the Amunah doesn't necessarily penetrate into every single aspect of our life. So Moshe Rabbeinu triggered that, let's go to that level. Lama Hara He challenged Hashem, Lama Hara how, could, how do you believe, how do we get to believe about this level of where we see that there's a problem? And that's what Hashem responded by saying, Va'era, that I will appear. He elicited from Hashem that Hashem should appear, should be bequeathed to the Yidden, even in that place where there are questions and there are challenges on the external levels of the Yidden. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu accomplishes, that in the external levels of the Yidin, there should also be the, uh, the bracha from Hashem Va'era, that you will have, you will reach a level in which there is no questions, you will have perfect faith, even over there. And the Rebbe relates this idea that uh, the Pasha Va'era usually comes out in the week of Chavdal Tevis, which is the Yorzeit of the Alter Rebbe, and the Alter Rebbe's accomplishment over the Baal Shem Tev and the Mizritcha Magid was that he brought Chsidis into the mind, into Chabad. In other words, not just that it should remain a matter of faith, but that it should also become penetrate our mind. We begin to think that way, and that's way that way we internalize it, and we reach the same kind of um, emuna even in our externalities, because it penetrates the way we think, the way we feel, and the way we behave.